0: Hello, I'm Daniel Barnett, and welcome to this bonus episode of Season 5 of my podcast, Employment Law Matters.
1: Welcome to Employment Law Matters with Barrister Daniel Barnett.
0: We've talked a lot about work over the various episodes in the last few weeks, so I thought we should take some time off. This series, I've asked each of my guests for tips on well-being, the secret passageway to productivity. Let's start with Simon Stephen from Gowling WLG, who makes the point that well-being isn't just about you.
2: The main thing I think which can give an organisation real success in having a good well-being programme is actually having people lead by example. Everyone talks about well-being, everyone says the right thing, about not checking your emails on holiday, uh, about making sure you give yourself time to be kind to yourself all these things people talk about this all the time but unless you see that actually happening and um, then individuals won't do it they won't believe it they won't buy into it and that in itself can contribute to a feeling that well-being maybe isn't as important as people say it is well-being should be treated as part of the all-encompassing aspect of work life it isn't just yoga and stuff for mental health awareness days should be something that's part of the day-to-day operation uh, of an organisation
0: so what are the best ways to do what Simon Stephen says to lead by example and take your organisation with you well however you go about it Mark Jones from Mark Jones Law Betson Criddle from Old Square Chambers and Audrey Ludwig from Suffolk Law Centre would all agree Don't go it alone.
3: If you feel that everything is getting on top of you, don't suffer in silence. Reach out to someone. This could be a mental health champion or even your line manager.
1: Over the COVID-19 pandemic, I think that we all understood the importance of connecting with other people as being integral to our well-being. And as hopefully we're returning to something more approaching normality, I think that making time to connect with our colleagues uh, is as important a well-being tip as any as I can think about. sticking your head around somebody's door, having a chat over a cup of tea, and just having those interactions with other people which are so important to making us all happy and well-rounded individuals
0: find a kind partner who compensates for your weaknesses. Mine remembers birthdays, is better at housework. He understands tech and is very obliging. So for some of you, Tinder it is then. But of course, there might be more reliable ways of soothing the inner you. We all know about the benefits of exercise, knowing it and doing it, two separate things in my case. But it is too important for you not to be told again. Over to our part-time personal trainers, Betson Criddle, Rebecca Tuck, also from Old Square, Tristan Ashby from the Fire and Rescue Services Association, and Mark Jones.
1: Exercise is a really important well-being tip. There is a tendency, I think, amongst all professionals to get somewhat caught up in what we are doing. And I find that a run at the beginning of the day really clears my head and gives me a broader perspective of issues that I've got coming up uh, in my working day.
2: Keep active, whether it's sporting activities, whether it's walking, taking the dog for a walk, make sure you're active. If you're active yourself in your body, your mind will be active too.
4: Every Sunday night I look at my diary for the upcoming week and I get out my app for the gym and I schedule in my gym classes as to when I'm gonna do a HIIT session, when I'm gonna do a yoga session and they're linked to my diary. And I set an alarm to give me time to get there. So every single week I make sure that I schedule in two or three classes
3: at the gym. Exercise, a healthy body can contribute to a healthy mind. I'm not saying enrol in a gym membership, but you can find free videos on YouTube which are great. For example, Pilates or Tai Chi, and they don't last very long.
0: That is my kind of exercise. Free, and it doesn't take too long. Maximum bang for your buck. But for some of my guests, the secret to improving your well-being is to be found in the office as well as outside it. Over to Kate Lee from Didlaw, Paul Livingston from Outer Temple Chambers, and Mark Jones.
1: Say no. We all like to please, but sometimes it is necessary to say no. And generally, clients and colleagues understand as long as you manage their expectations and don't set unrealistic targets that you can't
5: meet. Have set times when you work. So, for example... Say that between 8 a.m. and 8 p.m. are times when you'll work. You can extend those if you need to, if you're particularly busy, but try not to allow 24-7 of your time to be potential work time, particularly for those people who are self-employed. It can be a real temptation. It allows you to squeeze in lots of things when you want. But if you do that, there's nothing to stop you just working all the time or thinking about work all the time. If you get into the habit of trying not to work evenings or weekends or whenever it will allow you or even mornings and you can work evenings it will allow you to better separate and um, work from not leisure time
1: Keep perspective litigation can be stressful worries and anxieties are inevitable especially for those who take pride in their job however accepting that some things are beyond your control and anxieties about hypotheticals is a waste of mental energy can be a liberating step in the right direction.
3: Try and switch off. We are all slaves to our mobile phones and responding to emails and texts. But if you can turn the phone off, try and do this. Often your employer will not necessarily think any better of you if you are responding to emails past midnight.
0: And for Michael Salter from 42 Bedford Row...
6: It's not just about turning your phone off. Have a shutdown routine or a checklist. There was a a study a long long time ago now that said those people at work who just said, right, I finished and shut their computer down or shut the books and walk out the door. um, Their brains never really got to close down and finish work. And so their brains were just chewing over the points that they had for the next day and the things they had to address the next day whereas those who had a, built a habit of finishing did not now I, I know daniel you're thinking that what what is my um shutdown routine and it, it's not the macarena believe me uh it, or all that jazz it's a number of very very simple things it takes about five minutes i check my email i check my uh OmniFocus inbox to see if there's anything lined up in the next couple of days check my deadlines um that I'm, uh, are looming I set my priorities for the next day. I schedule my next day depending on what I'm doing, uh, what chunks of time I allocate, and that's it. I, I, can, I can walk out of chambers or walk downstairs from home and know what I've got lined up for the next day.
0: Michael and the Macarena. That image is probably enough to shut me down. And once that's done, well, I'll let Paul Livingston and Rebecca Tuck take it from there.
5: Take time off. It seems really obvious, but trying to make sure that you have weekends and holidays away from work is the most important thing for well-being that I could possibly imagine.
4: During the pandemic and working from home, I allowed the deadlines to encroach and I ended up going for about 15 months without having a proper holiday and realise the importance of ensuring that you have time away where you turn off Twitter, turn off, put your out of office on the email, just step away from the work and think about something completely different.
5: So make sure you've booked out holidays in advance and then try to actually take those holidays and try not to work during those holidays.
0: We're now dangling our feet in the pool, I promise. But before we dive in, let's just hear Rebecca Tuck's very pithy summary of the way to well-being.
4: There are three key elements outside of work that you've got to keep on top of for a healthy line. Nutrition, exercise and sleep. It's really easy when you're busy to stint, particularly on the sleep in this profession. But I heard Alistair Campbell talking about it on his podcast with Rory Stewart, and I absolutely agree. All three have to be kept in balance.
0: Thank you, Rebecca Tuck. Other podcasts are, of course, available, including mine. And you can find all past episodes of this podcast, Employment Law Matters, on your podcast app or at www.danielbarnett.co.uk slash podcast. Thank you for taking time to listen. If my guests are to be believed, I'm sure it's done you some good. I'm Daniel Barnett. Bye bye.
1: Any information on this podcast is for general guidance only. Always seek legal advice. Please see full terms at www.danielbarnett.co.uk forward slash podcast
4: terms.